Star Wars Canon Podcast, where we're keeping that galaxy far, far away in order. There are stories about what happened. It's true. Here's your host, Brian Miller. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Star Wars Canon Podcast. I believe this is episode 11. Wow, damn, we're really trucking right along, aren't we? Uh, guys, as a heads up real quick, this is going to be a shorter episode because, uh, to be honest, I feel like crap, and I think Kirsty's tired. As always. As always, you're always tired. So I think this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. We're not going to do any mailbag questions this week. Um, but we do have a couple things we wanted to talk about. Uh, and, and just so you guys know, we are still going to try to do this uh, Skype call-in thing. So uh, I think I figured out the problem last week and got it straightened out and I've got it all set up now so that we can have you guys on the air finally yeah. took long enough i would definitely try to give that a shot because we literally just spent like 20 minutes before <laughs> the show trying to to rush yeah. around and get it ready to go so and i had kirsty calling like skype calling me on her phone trying to test it from across the house and everything so uh i think we finally got it where we want it so if you guys want to try to call in and give your opinion on what we're talking about comment anything at all all you got to do is shoot me a message on skype the email is star wars canon library gmail.com uh don't try to call just send me a message and then i i'm keeping an eye on it so i will uh, like i said keep an eye on it and if i get one i will uh call you so that way if we don't that way we don't have a live call going and somebody else is trying to drop in at the same time stuff like that you know what i mean so it's a little easier to kind of control what's going on so uh like i said though kirsty is with me this week we've got a couple things to talk about and uh i think that was pretty much the housekeeping stuff oh you know what uh, i was gonna let all of you guys know you know i or last week i said the star wars canon library.com was going to be going down at the end of this month it is down it is officially down it's not it's no longer there so if you guys try checking out star wars canon library.com uh, just so you guys know, everything has now moved to StarWarsCanonPodcast.com. So uh, definitely make sure to go check that out. So, uh, and like I said, this is going to be kind of a shorter episode. My my day job kind of picked up uh, today. I, I wasn't even supposed to work today, to be honest. And we ended up getting our butts handed to us. So I'm tired, babe. I'm really, <laughs> really tired. I uh, And I still smell like soybean dust. So uh what do you say we talk about? We've really only got one news story this week. We really, yeah. I mean, there's nothing really big at all coming out for canon stuff. So what do we, what do we got over there, dear? Um, the only thing that's really come out is that Oscar Isaac has made, has come forward and stated that episode nine is going to have more of a improvised dialogue. And that is kind of interesting. It kind of is. I don't, I see, and I don't even know how to feel about it. I mean, honestly, because, like, if you think about it, Disney come out and they did this whole entire slate wipe and said, this is what we're doing. Well, if there's improvised dialogue, then how are they going to control? Well, I'm sure at some point they'll come along and say, hey, j just so you know, you, this is what you can say. Like, try saying, you know, try saying something along this lines. And then they'll probably, it's not, it's not that they're just trying to make up the movie as they go. It's that this is the basic idea you're trying to get across. Just run with it. Okay, well, Something if it's like Oscar that. Isaac, then I'm kind of wondering if his line in Force Awakens that he says to Kylo Ren 
kind of there at the beginning. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. I I kind of wonder if that was improvised that was because I uh, I feel like it was kind of like dry comedy because I don't really feel like there's that much comedy in Star Wars. Really. That's the kind of comedy that's supposed to be in Star Wars ah. though is dry comedy. Like because I showed you, uh, I think was it last night or night before I showed you the Battlefront stuff, yeah. the cutscenes and Shriv, Uncle Shriv or whatever his name was. He was funnier than hell. But he didn't yeah. actually mean to come off as funny. But he was written as a humorous kid. That's that's how Star Wars uh, humor actually works. At least for me, anyway. That's the way it's always worked in the classics. You know, it's always been that kind of dry... I mean, I can understand that, but I really honestly feel like the Poe Dameron character is written as someone who thinks he's a wise-ass. He is a wise-ass. So. That's exactly the way he is. That's the, I mean, even in the comic for Poe Dameron, you know, that's that's the way he's he's written, you know? He's kind of that... Like, even, I mean, uh, you haven't watched it yet, but in the first episode of uh, Resistance, when they first land on this base, you know, and, uh, oh, and I'm having a hard time thinking of names right now because I'm, I'm, like, so exhausted. But the main character, he, as soon as they land, he looks over and sees uh, this big guy throw somebody else off the platform into the ocean below. And he comes up behind Oscar, you know, Poe Dameron, not Oscar Isaac, duh, it's, it's, it's Poe Dameron. He comes up behind Poe Dameron and says, what was that? And Poe's like, what was what? And he goes, the throwing and the guy over the edge. And Poe's like, don't think about it. <laughs> just just keep walking. Don't even worry about it. That's that's the way Poe works, you know, humorous. And, and it's that kind of dry, I don't know. It's just that, that that's the way. But it's not just him that's going to be improvising lines in episode nine. I, I guess it's everybody. I don't know. Well, he stated that it is about the, the it, whole. It's on the set. It's yeah. not just him. It's so, you know, and, and really... If you think about it, this is essentially a non-story. Because, I mean, that happens a lot more on movie sets than you think it does. You know, how many times do you get the script to a film and you look at it and you're like, none of this matches up with what was actually in the movie. Like, there's a couple things here and there. More improvisa improvisation, improvisation. God, I can't even talk. <laughs> improvisation happens than we actually think. Well, yeah, didn't um, Anthony Daniels have to make up in his own mind throughout the course of the whole entire uh trilogy every single time he come back to play c-3po had to make up what r2 was saying to like I he had to think about know. i think he's been like reported in like interviews and things where, that he's, he, just where kinda... he's come out and said that he's had to like kind of like improvise like get a feel for like what he thinks that r2 is replying to so that way it makes sense and how he would reply right with his lines that are written for him mm -hmm. we'll see because r2 and 3po are essentially the comic relief of the classic trilogy yeah essentially yeah they i mean other than you know some quirky stuff from han and you know like laugh it up fuzzball you know stuff like that but it's it's truly r2 and 3po are always the comedic kind of slapstick you know, R2 would be something and 3 people would be like, really? You know, and hit R2, you know, yeah. in the head and knock him, you know, but uh, I, I really, I don't know how I feel about it. I like, I don't, I, I guess I, I'm kind of indifferent about it. I know, I, I know because a lot of people are probably, you know, probably going, oh, well, here goes Disney not knowing what the hell they're doing again. Or, you know, it's just, I, I guess I really don't, I don't have an opinion about it. It doesn't matter to me, I guess. Yeah, I don't really have an opinion about it because like you said, it happens a lot more on set than we realize it does. But because it's Star Wars... Obviously. Everybody talks about it. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what we're here to talk about as well. So, yeah, we're going to bring it up. But at the same time, like... Well, because it matters. It does yeah. matter to some people, you know. But, I mean, at the but. same time, um, that's just something that's going to happen while you're on set. 
And I think a lot of times you have lines that are written out, but being that actor that's there, you might suggest to producer or the director who's there. Right. It might sound better if we say this because that person has now taken on that persona of that mm -hmm. character when they're on set. Right. So they might get a feel for it better. So, I mean, the Im improvisation. <laughs> it's, it's hard to get it all out of your mouth, isn't it? I haven't been able to talk all day either. So, I, no, I'm just, uh, yeah, I feel like crap. <laughs> I just keep going back to it. I just, my eyes are all itchy. I can't hear that great right now. It's just, it's just that time of year. Where my throat's it's getting stopped up with well, it's that and the grain dust from work. But but yeah, no, I, I can't talk worth a worth a damn today. But uh, but yeah, no, it, it it I see it more as a, a non-story. The only reason it's a story is because it's Star Wars. If it was any other movie, you'd never hear about it. And really, they're like, ha aren't they like halfway through? Sh well, no, they said that the wrap up for Episode Nine is supposed to be uh, February first. I think well, not first, but February sometimes supposed to be the wrap up. For episode nine. And they started on my birthday, actually. They started shooting episode nine on August 1st. And uh, so it's, it's going to be a six-month shoot. That's quite a bit for a for a Star Wars movie. Even a good-length Star Wars movie. Usually it's like four, maybe five months for a shoot. This is six full months. Well, they have a lot to wrap up. They do. We keep so. we talk about that quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. They, we, they have... Because they've got this trilogy to wrap up. They've got stuff from because they they did come out and say that the uh, the prequels are going to play play a big part in this movie also. They're supposed to be huh. like yeah they're supposed to be rolling a lot of stuff in from the prequels and classic trilogy into this film. Like this film not only wraps up its trilogy and the classic trilogy but the prequel trilogy also it wraps everything. Well yeah. So uh, I mean I even saw a report somewhere and and this may be spoilery so if you guys don't want to know anything spoilery don't don't listen for right now but it's it's just a report right now that i guess there's a trailer coming very soon for episode nine a teaser trailer i guess the, right now the rumor is that it's going to be during super bowl in february that's where they're going to drop the first teaser I mean, trailer i buy it and they uh, the, right now the report is saying that i guess we could talk about this for a minute the the report is saying that john williams is going to compose the music for the trailer but it's going to be a mix of classic prequel and sequel trilogy music it's going to be all of all of it's going to be in there so this is supposed to be like the first look, you know, like this film is going to be the finale of the Star Wars we all know and love. Okay, Th wait, this is so it. So are we talking about like an actual teaser trailer for episode nine or are we talking about a teaser trailer that's like paying homage no, no, to no, the it's fact for episode that we're nine. wrapping up it, every single trilogy coming to an end and the fact that they're bringing in John Williams and they're putting in all of these... Oh no, it's going to be for episode nine. They just said the report is the rumor is that the trailer is going to incorporate music from all three trilogies. So, and and because as many different you know we've had different composers for Solo and Rogue One. John Williams did do a little bit for Solo, but John Williams is the man that has done episodes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and now nine. Yeah. So it and nine is going to be his swan song for as far as Star Wars goes. It's not going to be the end of John Williams, obviously, but the end of his star wars stuff yes. so i'm 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 you know in a way i guess i'm surprised but i'm not that the trailer is dropping around super bowl i, I just don't think that's a really great move because they said the tr the teaser is supposed to drop during super bowl and then the the you know the next trailer the the second like teaser trailer whatever it is before you get the big trailer is gonna uh, is supposed to be a celebration next year in chicago 
And when is that, like, April? April. Yeah, I think it's April. Because okay. I tried getting tickets, and they were sold out before I could even look at it. Oh. So, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. No, the only tickets they have left for Celebration that I saw were the VIP Jedi Master tickets. They're, like, 500 bucks a pop. Oh. And I know you don't love Star Wars as much. I mean, I would pay 500 bucks, but I know you wouldn't. You would shoot me if mm. I uh, tried that. But, uh no, it, it, you know, it, for the length of the shoot for six months, this could be instead of I don't think they're going to break it into two films like the rumor was a couple months ago. They said it was supposed to be episode nine and then like nine point five. It wasn't even going to be episode no. ten. That's never going to happen. It, no. This is they already said episode nine is the finale. So yeah. there's not going to be a part one, part two. There's not going to be an episode ten. You know, I mean, connected to this one. This is it. This is the one film. So. It could be a seriously long one. It yeah. needs to be, I think. I'm thinking, how long do you think? Like three hours I would, longer? I would kill for a three-hour Star Wars movie. Yeah. I, I would have no problem sitting in the theater for three hours. I don't think any of us would. I oh, Unless you didn't like Last Jedi. Well. I yeah, think, I, think I know. <laughs> I mean. Because even Last Jedi was, right now, I think Last Jedi is the longest Star Wars film. I think it beat Attack of the Clones by just like, by the skin of its teeth on length. And Last Jedi went by really quick in the theater for me. Like, it was really? gone. In an, and I was like, oh, God, no. Like, by the time. Cause, there was a lot more action in it, though. Well, I mean, even. A lot more going on. There was one point when we were seeing Last Jedi for the first time where I was like, oh, God, please don't let this be almost over. Because I knew how long the movie was. And we were sitting there. We had like a half hour left. And I'm like, we haven't even been to Crate yet. <laughs> like, yeah. and the trailer still has this whole battle happening on Crate. Like this last half hour is going to be freaking awesome, you know? And then as we were going through the battle of cradle, I'm like, Oh man, we're getting close to the end. We're getting there. Oh God, no, I'm not ready for this. Cause I can sit in a theater all day and watch a, a new star Wars movie. So, I mean, if you're going to go all out, if I mean, if you were going to pull out all the stops and you were going to make this film, the finale of nine films, you could make this thing three hours, three and a half. I mean, you're pushing three and a half. Cause I've got the director's cuts, of Lord of the Rings on Blu-ray. Those are like three and a half hours long a piece on Blu-ray. I don't know if you could get away with doing something like that in the theater. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't bouncing, think I bouncing off like the that. rim of three hours. I think I could take it. I mean, not necessarily hitting three hours, but just kind of in the ballpark the story, but I don't think I can sit through the commentary of the story. No, for that long. No, I, that, that's, I mean, but no matter how much I love the film and the story, I think I'd be like all snoozing. I think it's, I think it's possible. The smiler right now says, "I wonder if uh, nine will be longer than the Last Jedi." I think it will be. I think, I, so. I think we can at least say it's going to be longer than the Last Definitely. Jedi. So, I mean, this is like I said, this is them pulling out all the stops. Oh yeah. This is this is supposed to be it. So you know, this this, this and you know, and not only do they have a lot to wrap up, but they have a lot of fans to win back with what they've you know supposedly done with last jedi force awakens there's a lot of people saying that you know right now the only two things that could bring star wars back and fix it is the mandalorian and episode nine those are the two things right now everybody's like those two things could still bring star wars back into its former glory i don't think it's ever lost its former glory I don't think so either. but you can definitely tell there's a difference between the trilogies and you know in the style and stuff like that but it's it's not necessarily a, a bad thing in my opinion but i don't know i just I, it's going to be longer than Last Jedi. 
it, it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, it's definitely going to be longer than Last Jedi. But talking about the difference between each of the trilogies, there's always been a definitive a huge, yeah. difference between the trilogies. Oh, yeah. And we've always had that because we always had the classics. Mm-hmm. And then when the prequels came out, people started fighting and saying, the prequels are better, no, the classics are better. And now that the sequel trilogy has come out, people are doing that again. And it just is so, bam, right there in our faces now. Yeah. Well, because everybody think, can put their opinion out there, no problem now. And it's you, a lot yeah. easier nowadays. Yes, yeah. I agree with you. But because it's so right there, bam, in your face now. Mm-hmm. We just think that it's more apparent. It's more of an issue. We think that Star Wars lost its glory and right. now they have to redeem themselves. No. No. Here, here's the thing. Like, you know, you, you've had the classic trilogy, right? And and I, I grew up during the prequels. I was a prequel generation member, but I still grew up with the classics. I was yeah. on that borderline where I'd seen the classics. I loved the classics. I lived, breathed, bled Star Wars even before the, the prequels came out, even though I was young. But you you have these people who saw the original Star Wars in theaters, right? I mean, yeah. all three films. And then the prequels come out and they're like, well, crap, that ain't the Star Wars I grew up with. Yeah. But at the same time, you've got a new generation coming up where they're like, oh, that's Star Wars? Oh, and there's three old movies? Let's go check those out too. That's where the people come from that like the prequels better than the classics because that's what they grew up with, you know? And now the same thing's happening with the sequels. You've got kids growing up now watching these sequels for the first time. Falling in love with Star Wars for the first time, going, you mean there's six more movies before these? Oh, no way. And then, you know, they go back and watch those six. Even though I was in that, I don't want to say I was in the generation of the classic trilogy, even though I kind of was. I was on the very tail end of it. Yeah. Even at like 10, 11 years old, I was just like, what the hell is this? Because it was the prequels, right? I was Mm -hmm. just like, this isn't, what? why why did that guy step in poop? Why is he making poop jokes and fart jokes? That's not (laughs) Star Wars. And then, uh, you know, now that I've grown up, and now we've got the sequels coming out. It's one of those things where it's like you look back on it and you're like, well, I mean, think about it. We're coming up on the 20 year anniversary of episode one. Next year is the 20 year anniversary of episode one. I know. Mm. <laughs> so it has been the same amount of time since episode one came out than it was between the originals and the special edition, which I remember coming out in theaters. It's crazy. It's it's this generational gap. That's what I'm getting to is Star Wars. Each trilogy is its own generation. Yeah. It's, it's a different, it's for a different generation. Technically, it's for the same generation of that time, the young ones, you know, and then the people who just don't have a life and still live in their parents' basements and, you know, still look up pictures of, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar's Buffy the Vampire Slayer are hooked on these classic films. Nothing will ever be as good. Well, obviously, nothing will ever be as good as the classics. Nothing will ever be good as the classics. Once you get your head wrapped around that, you can have fun with Star Wars. You know, you you don't take it so seriously. I mean, I take it seriously. Obviously. But, you know, and I got a little pissed off when Heir to the Jedi kind of sucked, yeah, <laughs> you know, obviously. but but I moved past it, you know, and that's the thing these people can't, I don't want to say these people, some people, some people can't do is they can't move past that, you know. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. You got to let one door close to let another door open. No, you're still holding on. <laughs> let old things die. <laughs> But uh, anyway, no, that's that's really the only news story we had. But there was something I wanted to kind of talk about, uh, but we'll, we'll get to it here in a minute. Uh, I think I had it out of order on the, the show notes. But uh, what do you guys think about Oscar Isaac's comments concerning improvisation? See, I got it right that time. 
improvisation in the episode nine set. Uh, let us know if you're watching on YouTube. Let us know on the uh, in the comment section below. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, shoot us an email at starwarscanonlibrary@gmail.com, and uh, I'd love to hear what you guys have to think or have to say about that. Which, speaking of which, last week's episode, I thought I had aired. I thought I'd put it up, and for some reason, it was saved as a draft on my host site. So. Remember, like two nights ago, I was looking on the Spotify and I was like, "Why isn't episode ten up?" And then I, I came in here today and I realized that I never published it. I thought I clicked the publish button, but apparently I didn't. So, definitely go back and check out uh, episode ten. I just published it last week's episode tonight, so now we've, we're gonna have two episodes to, to, uh, to, to kind of digest. But anyway, uh, moving on, new canon material this week. Uh, I'm just gonna jump through this real quick. Uh, that that is out now. Uh, Marvel's Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, number 22, coming up on that final issue of number 25, which really sucks. How is Afra going to be coming up on issue 25 and still go, but this Vader run is stopping at 25? I don't get it. Anyway, uh, and then we've also got IDW's Star Wars Adventures Tales from Vader's Castle, number 3, coming out. Or actually, that is out now, uh, this past week. And then this past Sunday, we saw episode 2 of The Resistance called Triple Dark, uh, it was a good episode. You haven't watched it yet, have you? No, I haven't. Man, you got to get on the... I've got the link. All you got to do is ask. We can watch it together. Join me. No? Don't oh. stare at me like that. I'll never join you. No, yes, you will. <laughs> I'll cut your hand off and tell you I'm your daddy. So That's weird. I know, right? <laughs> I went there. It's because I'm, I'm, I'm getting slap happy. I can And tell. I'm really tired. And okay, I really moving wanna, on. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, but the up <laughs> upcoming canon material, and I'm not even drunk. This is why I don't drink. Move along. Move, Move along. along. These aren't the droids you're looking Definitely for. Definitely not the droids. Upcoming canon material this coming week is Marvel's Doctor Afra number twenty five, uh, and IDW's Star Wars Adventures Tales from Vader's Castle number four out of five. And then also this coming Sunday we've got season one episode three of Resistance, uh, and the episode will be called Fuel of the or Fuel for the Fire. So. Uh, definitely make sure to check those out. And uh, what do you say, instead of doing mailbag questions this week, there was something I wanted to, to kind of talk about. Uh, somebody, I mean, I guess in a sense this is a mailbag question, but uh, somebody brought it up, and I figured we would talk about it because we haven't really talked about it a whole lot on the Star Wars Canon podcast. And it's a couple of months ago, there was a uh, a report that came out. George Lucas, I guess, came out and said what his sequel trilogy would have been. And it had a lot to do with, and it's the M word that I'm that I never say in this house. Metachlorians. He said it. He said that his trilogy was going to be looking into a microscopic, microbiotic world of Star Wars. We both know what that means, Metachlorians. So, I know you're giving me this look like that's the same look I had when I heard Jar Jar making poop <laughs> jokes for the first time, minus the laugh. No, I just feel dumb. Like the intro to this, like I just feel like, like we have the crawl, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it like, boom. There's a planet, and, and it zooms a, in on a medic a, droid. No, yeah, a medic droid with a syringe <laughs> or something, <laughs> yeah. or like a microscope sitting on his desk, and he's looking at a sample from a biological being. Or they're or running Anakin's. Blood, yes. blood, like Obi Wan's doing Anakin's yeah. blood sample, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like it goes, like the it, like, camera pans in. all the way down into, like, <laughs> and that's all we see for the rest of the film. 
like single-celled organisms talking to each other. <laughs> Little tiny lightsaber battles oh going on God. in the bloodstream. No, it would have sucked. Like, you know, and, and the only thing I can think of is, you know, you keep hearing all these people. We were talking about it earlier about how we have social media now where everybody can put their opinion out, right? Yeah. Now we live in a world where we know how many people, or at least we thought we did, hated Last Jedi, right? So, and and they don't like the direction Disney's going, you know, with Star Wars. That's better. Like, how many, you know how many people I've argued with on Facebook saying, no, George Lucas should have been doing the sequel trilogy. I bet he wouldn't have screwed it up. Really, bud? You want you want to have a conversation? How bad, how bad it's did true. Screw up the prequels, but that's just my opinion. Well, no, that's that was just bad directing. Oh, yeah. On paper, the pre the prequels look good. Yeah, yeah, I will agree with that. On, on, on paper, like the novels, hall oh, awesome, but it's just the execution of the film. But it's just his sequel trilogy. Like I, I always heard stories about during that meeting where he turned over Disney to Bob Iger, or turned over Disney, turned over Lucasfilm to Bob Iger. And he gave them treatments for episode seven, eight, nine that he had written. And they said, thank you. And they picked it up, turned around and just dropped it in the trash can. Didn't even look at it. And then turned around, walked out. Like supposedly they did this right in front of George Lucas. That's, that's just what I've heard. Now that could be people who are pissed off, you know, that Disney bought it. And there were George Lucas purists. It's possible. That's just what I've heard. That's through the grapevine. I have nothing to back that up. But if this is true, like if George Lucas isn't just pulling this out of his ass and he's actually be telling the truth that that's what his ideas were, we dodged a bullet. We we seriously dodged a bullet. I mean, better than Han dodged the blaster bolt from Greedo in the special edition. We dodged it. And it, it's just, can you imagine where Star Wars would be right now? Like, you think people are mad now? Can you imagine? Like, I see you shaking your head over there just like trying to imagine it. It's just, it, it, it hurts to even think about it. It really does. What do you think? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> I don't have anything to think about it because I don't want to think about it. it, it, it I I'm mean, like, I just don't even want to think about that. Because like I said, that's the only image that comes to mind. And then like, where do, where do you go from there? Oh yeah. What's what episode 10 going to be? <laughs> like... <laughs> What do you do with that? <laughs> but you know, and it goes back, you and, and it, it cements something in, something that I use as an argument all the time against, you know, EU purists who say there's only one true canon and it's the, it's the expanded universe and stuff like that. George Lucas never considered any of that canon. No. He never did. He's even been quoted in interviews saying, I don't follow that stuff. You know, now if I'm looking for a name for somebody, I'll look up the Star Wars encyclopedia that they have now and see if the name's used. And if it is, I won't use it. <laughs> like, that's the only, that's about as far as he goes with it. He never considered it canon. Because, and, and the and people, yes, he did. Everything in the EU was canon. He, he bent over backwards to make sure it, it matched up. Really? Then explain the Clone Wars. The version we got in Heir to the, or Heir to the Empire and the actual Clone Wars. Explain the difference. Because George Lucas did the new Clone Wars. The old Clone Wars was actually... Uh, I mean, there was clones of Jedi fighting their their clones. That's yeah. what the old Clone Wars was. Now it's... The, the troopers were clones. Yeah. So don't sit there and tell me that George Lucas bent over backwards to make sure everything lined up. Because he didn't. He never considered any of that canon. None of it. If he did, Empire Strikes Back wouldn't have been the freaking movie we got. Because we already had Star Wars 2... Quote unquote, which was Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Yeah. That's what was supposed to be, right? So, I mean, it's, 
and even heir to the uh, heir to the empire it says on the back the official continuation of the saga right this was supposed to be episode seven eight nine if he had these story treatments written that was supposed to be microbiotic he wasn't going to pay any attention to those to those novels yeah you know so it's it's uh, i'm glad he came out and said this I'm, I'm really glad because i i feel even better now about disney doing these films and i feel even better now arguing with eu purists because <laughs> now I have ammo. He just gave me all the ammo I need. I don't know. I mean, either way, I'm still kind of indifferent about it because I think that since he gave the rights of Lucasfilm over to Disney, he doesn't have a lot to say about the company Lucasfilm anymore right. because, you know, out of sight, out of mind, I absolved myself from this. So, wash my hands. I, yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything to say about it. I don't really want to be involved in it. You guys are clearly going to go your own route and do what you want with it. So why should I involve myself with it? Uh, I'm just going to retire. Yeah. Do what I want. So uh, Kyler Knowles is watching right now. He says, didn't he say that the EU was a different universe in the films? He did say that. It was supposed to be this like alternate. They have their universe. I have mine kind of thing. And because that's oh, the yeah, way Star was... Trek is. That's the way Star Trek was. Uh, apparently to Star Trek fans, to the, I guess you call them Trekkers nowadays, not Trekkie, they're Trekkers. They're, uh, apparently their canon is only films and TV show. Like all the novels, none of it ever happened in the, in their canon. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they don't even consider the new films really canon. The, the new, the three new ones that came out. Yeah. They don't, they, I guess those pissed Trek fans off. Like these new Star Wars films are pissing off some Star Wars fans. So it, it's, but yeah, it was supposed to be a different kind of, I guess, reality. You know what I mean? Because I think I've even explained to you, because I showed you the original theatrical versions of Star Wars finally. Or I showed you the original Star Wars. I haven't showed you Empire Jedi yet. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the way I look at, like, I think uh, I had a mailbag question one time somebody sent in, but I, I don't think I ever put it on the show. And I should have, because it was actually a really good question now that I'm thinking about it. Uh but they asked something along the same lines where if those films, you know, the parts that match up are canon. The way I look at the old, like, theatrical versions are that those are the EU canon. Like, the Legends version. You know what I mean? Like, when you watch the theatrical version of Star Wars or even the special edition, not the Blu-ray version that is canon, but even, you know, even the special edition. When you watch those, those characters went on to fight Thrawn. You know, in Heir to the Empire and all these other novels happened afterwards. But when you watch the Blu-ray version, that's the one that leads into where we are now. Does that make sense with like seven, eight? Does that make any sense to you? Yeah. It's, it's just some people have I, I consider them alternate reality Star it, Wars films. For you though, because you've been involved in both. Like, the first half of your life, you were involved with, like, the EU, the Legends, the theatricals, because that's what you grew up watching, and then you had the special editions come out and all, all this other stuff like that. Um, you dealt with that stuff, and then now you have all the new stuff coming out, so to you, you kind of know both sides and both stories. Vaguely, and you yeah. kind of know where you need to differentiate, and also because of doing this podcast, you have to know that difference. Mm-hmm. But then there's people out there like me who, I've never read any of these books for the new canon. I've never read any of the EU Legends books. You know, I've watched all the movies. Why am I with you? <laughs> because I'm the only one that's going to sit here on a Saturday evening. Yeah. 
And do this with you. And talk Star Wars with me. (laughs) Because I love you. I know you do. (laughs) So, I mean, there's people like that out there that just, they can't really differentiate between the two. So, I mean. Yeah. It is what it is. They have that difficulty, so. It's easy to differentiate, too. It's just one. I mean, if you pick up new versions of the EU novels, they say legends on them. Because I think you can see my, you see the little, you you can see them over there. The new versions. Yeah, but but the old ones don't. There's still people out there right. who are going to go, well, that's still a crock of crap, and I don't care, and if it says Star Wars, I'm going to read it. And there's and nothing wrong with happens. that. That's that's cool. I mean, that, that's that's one of the biggest arguments that I've had against you know EU purists is nobody's busting down your door to take your sacred texts, you know what I mean, and burn them so you can never read them again. You can still read those stories all you want, which is why last week I said I don't have a problem with them going back and saying, hey, you know what? If you guys want to write Star Wars novels... Go write Star Wars novels. We'll just slap a Legends banner on them. You know what I mean? Because essentially it's just fan fiction. Now, it's – I don't want to say glorified fan fiction. Yeah, that's what I'm going to use. That's the term. I'm not going to be PC. It's glorified fan fiction at this point. It's it's, – there's some really good stuff in the EU. There really is. But none of it ever really meshed meshed together with each other, you know? So uh, it it is what it is, but it's – I'm just, I mean, going back to this George Lucas thing, it's its one of those things where that would have been the death of Star Wars because that they would have lost me as a fan. I mean, even the people who like where Disney's going with it now, they'd have lost everybody. He would have lost every single person except for some like nerdy scientists who are sitting around with, like taped glasses going, oh, he didn't use that microscope, right? You know, just stupid stuff. <laughs> it's just. It... I mean, I don't know. The only, sorry. Um, The only way to know for sure is if. We actually were able to ask him and, like, get Part his opinion. Part of me wants to sit down and read his treatments. I mean, not only read his treatments, but personally be able to have the opportunity and ask him what exactly was your plan and have him, like, lay it all out to where we could understand. Because right now we're just going based off of speculation and what, like, a very small brief synopsis was. Right. For what his plan was. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what, what else can we gather from that very... Small. Right. You know, it's like... Uh, the Smiler's watching right now. He says, to be honest, the new canon doesn't mesh all the time either. Uh, he's right on... Uh, that, that. That's true down to certain details. Because even Pablo Hidalgo has come out and said that canon to him, right? The, he's the headmaster of canon, right? Yeah. He's the one that... He said to him canon, like for the, ha- for the Han and Greedo thing, mm-hmm. on who shot first. To him, canon is both of them walked into the booth. One of them walked out. That's what's canon. The yeah. details in between, you know, opinions vary from people who were there and saw it. You know, I mean, and, and you even have evidence of stuff like that in the book from a certain point of view. Yeah. You know, and, and the Legends I mean, of Luke Skywalker to me, and stuff that like makes that. Sense because yeah. just like if you if you take out the fact that this is in a galaxy far, far, far away, away. <laughs> long time ago, whatever. But I mean, if you take it out of the fact that it's the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. And you put it into, like, our reality and what we do on our day-to-day basis. Put ourselves in a situation like that. We're going to see it the same way. Yeah. Your opinion of what just happened in front of us is going to be different than my opinion. We could be just, looking at the exact same thing. Just just like I was going to say. Yeah. Just like being, like, going to an art gallery and mm-hmm. looking at a piece of art on the wall. You'll see something different than I You'll will. You'll see some, Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We'll see. And... and I, and he's right. There are certain things in canon that even I can't explain that don't make sense. Some things that – I mean I even tweeted Pablo Hidalgo about 
uh, one of them. And I actually got a response. Yeah, I remember. Saying, you know, this isn't the first time it didn't match up. But it, it's, you know, in uh, in Lost Stars, Sienna Ray, she, or Sienna Ree, I think's her name, Ree. Is it Ree or Ray? I think it's Ree. Sienna Ree. She's there in A New Hope when they're, when, you know, 3PO and R2 launch off in the escape pod mm -hmm. at the beginning of A New Hope. And, you know, the officer says, hold your fire. There's no life forms. It must short circuited. She is sitting right next to the guy that you see at the edge of the screen. She's just off, just out of the shot in the novel. She's there. Yeah. But then when you look at from a certain point of view, they clearly say there was only two people in that room. It was the officer and the guy you see on the screen. So there's, there's certain things, but, but the way they played it off was the way they said that was the guy that was sitting in the corner of the screen says, no, it was just me and him. So maybe he didn't know. That she was in there. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's one of those, again, like the, like the title says, from a certain point of view. They're really focusing a lot on, I guess, that kind of aspect when it comes to this canon. Here's what I think happened. I think they sat down and said, we're going to make everything fit together. And then as years went by and they go, oh, shit, this is a lot harder to do than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so oh, they started to yeah. pull on the, the from a certain point of view thing. Uh, and, and we do have different levels of canon even now. You know, we've got canon, we've got canon adjacent, which is like the Lego free maker adventures, you know, and stuff like that. Or, you know, um, uh, or even the Lego Force Awakens game. The the stories from Lego Force Awakens, like, you know, the Lorsen Tekka story, the 3PO story, which was way better done than than the comic. Yeah. Um, you know, different different stuff like that. Those stories are canon, just not necessarily the details. You know what I mean? Like, Lorsen Tekka didn't run around... Jakku picking up gold studs the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's, it's, we, we do have different levels of canon, but when you look at just the meat and potatoes of it, that's what the novels are, you know? And, and even the novelizations contradict their own novel or their own film sometimes. You know, we've had retcons before where, like, the biggest one that I can think of right now, the biggest retcon so far, because they clearly retconned it. I hate the word retcon because I don't want retcons, but they did do it. Uh, at the end of the novel for The Force Awakens, Poe meets Ray for the first time. And he comes up and he says, hi, I'm Poe. And she says, I'm Ray." And they kind of smile at each other and have that moment, you know. And he says, I know. The same way it happened in Last Jedi. But it was on the Dakar base before she left to go find Luke Skywalker. That wasn't in the film, but it was in the novel. So it was canon. That, that was canon. And I guess everybody was still running around. People who don't read the novels were still saying, oh, Ray and Finn are going to hook up. That's what's going to happen. Or some people were going, ooh, Poe and Finn are going to hook up. It's going to be the first gay couple in Star Wars, right? I guess apparently I, the way I the way I imagine it is that Lucasfilm looked at that and saw, wow, not enough people read that novelization. They don't realize Poe and Ray are going to get together. Let's throw it into a film where we know they're going to know it happens. So they pulled it and put it at the end of Last Jedi. That's the only thing I can think of. Because that is a, I mean, glaring contradiction. That Ray and Poe met for the first time at the end of the film for Last Jedi. But in the novelization, they met for the first time in Force Awakens. I, what do you think about that? I'm really confused and I'm trying to follow. You're trying to follow. You can see it working in my brain. I see smoke coming out of your ears. I'm trying to place this like okay do you want, me, it out do you want me to break so it down for you basically what you're saying is that when they wrote the novel for force of weekends mm -hmm. they added this tidbit that poe and ray met for the first time on the dakar base right but what really happened and what they did in the to film. fix it 
was that they actually took that section of that book and made it like a reality in the film at the end of eight. Right on the Falcon. All they did, all they did was took the same exact, I mean, it was the same dialogue and everything. They just took the scene from the novelization of force awakens and dropped it into the last Jedi film at the very end. You know what I mean? That that's which null and voids it happening in the novelization for force awakens. That it's not Canon anymore. You know what I mean? And if it is, there's a serious contradiction right there. Just, going head to head i just i'm really just baffled at this because i can't believe that you've never brought this to my attention before i could have sworn i told you about that i don't know i just i feel like i'm gonna have to go watch the movie again <laughs> at the, at least the very ending yeah there, he, poe was supposed to have met before last jedi came out between seven and eight well between the novelization of seven and the film for eight the first time ray and poe met was on the dakar base in between there where she shows up where she's hug you know hugging leia when they come back after Han's death for the first time. Mm -hmm. And then when R2 is showing everybody the map to mm -hmm. Skywalker, supposedly right along in there somewhere, that's where Poe met Rey for the first time. Okay. But now they've pulled it and put it in Last Jedi. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, uh, the Smiler says, didn't they say that the novel bloodline was going to tie into The Last Jedi somehow? It didn't. Uh, actually, I had the same question. Because Ryan Johnson had something to do with the writing of, Blo of Bloodline. They brought him really? in for a certain scene with Claudia Gray. Then they said something in Bloodline is going to lead into episode 8. Or have, be related to something in episode 8. And I didn't think about it the first couple of times I watched Last Jedi. But like the third or fourth time we watched it, I was like, wasn't there supposed to be something that had to do with Bloodline in that? And I started thinking about Bloodline and everything kind of going through it. And I'm like, I don't think it was in there. Like even in the deleted scenes, there was really nothing. And it tore me apart. Finally, I got an answer. There is something that ties Bloodline to Last Jedi, but it's going to be the most subtle. It's going to piss you off when you hear what it is. Because it's the most subtle, like, stretch that they were like, oh, we're going to just make this happen, right? Okay. In Bloodline, this is, yeah, Kyler Knowles got it, the napkin, right? Um, oh, I remember The napkin this. incident. Yes, I remember you telling me this. Okay, the connection. Okay, uh, spoiler for Bloodline if you guys haven't read it yet. A spoiler for Bloodline is this. There's this big attack on Hosnian Prime. And Leia senses it, right? Because of her kind of little bit of innate force ability. Mm -hmm. And somebody had written on a napkin under her plate. And all it said was, run. Mm -hmm. And she, and it even said in the book that she thought it was weird because nobody ever used handwritten things anymore. Right. right? And because that was handwritten. If you look in Last Jedi at Kylo Ren, at that flashback scene where he uses the force to pull the saber to him to block Luke's saber, you know what I mean? Or to attack Luke, whichever way you want to go with it, right? That flashback to where, you know, he pulls the roof down on Luke. Yeah. When he uses the force to grab the saber and pulls it to him, there's a calligraphy set on the on the table next to it, handwriting. There's an actual pen with ink and stuff on it. That's the connection. Like, that is the only thing. Like, they had to schedule this thing with ryan johnson to go hey claudia throw a handwritten note in and bloodline somewhere cool thanks and then everybody ran with it like oh yeah ryan has a lot to do it has this something to do with the scene for I, episode I, eight no for bloodline. i almost wonder if they did it backwards like claudia gray wrote that into her story and then they wanted to tie it in because to me that would almost make sense because episode eight takes place after bloodlines well after bloodlines Oh, yeah, absolutely. Far yeah. after Bloodline, yeah. yeah. 
So to me, it would just make more sense that they kind of turn because that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the only thing. Smiler says, "Mind blown." Yeah, that's that's the only. That's it. Like I and I looked through episode eight so hard for anything that had to do with that, and there was I've never nothing. That before. Yeah, there's a calligraphy set sitting I'm, there. We just watched it the other night again, and I remember seeing that scene. Stared right at the TV, and you, I just, I never caught it. You know, we were talking earlier. I'm, I'm going to use this scene as, as an example to go back to something we were talking about a minute ago. We were talking about the, from a certain point of view thing, mm-hmm. right? We got three different versions of one scene in Last Jedi. There was Luke's point of view. Well, I guess Luke lied. There was Kylo's point of view, and there was the truth about what happened between Luke and Ben that night, that flashback scene. Ben saw it a different way Luke did. You know what I mean? Like that's because obviously Luke's point of view was the one we got at the end, right? The the truth one where he's holding the saber and he looks down and Ben staring at him. And that's when he realizes that he screwed up. And then, you know, Ben grabs his saber and that's, that's when Luke's like, Ben, no, you know, and all hell breaks loose. Yeah. But from Kylo's point of view, what he saw was Luke standing over him all, you know, and that's, that's where some of the canon, uh, discrepancies kind of come in to play. It's just all from different points of view. That's really all it is, different experiences. But Well, I mean, you can't really write emotions. No, or thoughts. To, yeah, yeah, to kind of just like... That's why the novelizations always build on stuff like that. The comics always build on stuff like that. Like Luke's death in Last Jedi. The, the You know, the different things that was going through his head right before he, you know, he vanished. It, to read it, it's it's beautiful. It's poetic. You know, but to just see it on film, you're just like, oh, well, he disappeared. That didn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so it's just, it's, it's one of the, but yeah, no, that's, that's the, uh, that's the one thing that was supposed to tie Bloodline and, and, uh, episode eight together. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a letdown for me. It really was. Cause I was reading Bloodline going, oh my God, something in here has to do with episode eight. Something in here has to do with episode eight. And they, you know, they come out eventually and said it was going to be the napkin incident. But then the napkin incident had nothing to do with episode eight, like nothing in it had any. And then somebody's like, oh, it's the calligraphy set. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, that's what I've been waiting for. That's what I've been waiting to see ever since I read Bloodline. Get out of here. You're kidding. (laughs) You're fired. Get out. You're fired. Get out. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. We've already been going for what, 40 some odd minutes, 45 minutes. Uh, like we said at the beginning of the episode, it was going to be a shorter episode. We weren't going to do mailbag questions this week. Yeah. Um, but it, I'm just tired. Uh, we probably need to end this episode because I'm I'm starting to get slap happy now, and the more slap happy the slap happy I get, the more I'm going to piss people off with certain comments. So I think it's time for me to kind of reel it in and call it a night. So uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Star Wars Canon Podcast. Next week we'll have a bit, uh, hopefully have a little bit longer of an episode. We'll have more to talk about in the way of news and stuff like that. So definitely make sure to hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you'll know when a new episode uh, drops. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I just want to let you guys know, like, maybe it's the the, uh, lack of sleep talking, uh, but we really do appreciate you guys tuning in all the time. We really do. And, you know, and it's, you know, uh, Jamie Holbeach emailed me back and, and, you know, last week he, uh, he said something about wanting the, the star Wars Canon library wallpaper uh-huh. for, for his phone. Uh, I got an email back, back from him with what kind of phone he had in the resolution. And, uh, he made the comment, uh, he thought it was really cool that we would take the extra step and do something like that and to kind of interact with the fans like that without the, without you guys tuning in to watch, we're nothing. We're just sitting here talking to dead air. You know, so 
we're just a couple of nerds, nerds. talking to each yeah. other in a spare bedroom in our house. So that's really all it is. <laughs> that's really all it is. When we were buying a house. I had to have a three bedroom house, so we had a spare room. I had my studio, and we could sleep in one of the rooms. That that was really it. So, and we've got the back bedroom just kind of decked out. So, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We honestly wouldn't be anything without you guys. So make sure to check out the website, starwarscanonpodcast.com. If you want to visit us on Facebook, it is Star Wars Canon Library. Uh, make sure to give us a like there. Also, uh, I think I'm going to be doing a live Q&A toward the end of not this month, but next month, because this month it's starting to look like my time is going to be taken up pretty badly. So uh, if you want to get a question on uh, the Star Wars Canon podcast, you can simply email it to us at starwarscanonlibrary at gmail.com. You can visit us on Twitter. Give us a follow there at SWCanonLibrary. Uh, and if you guys feel like showing a little bit of support, we would sure appreciate it more than anything. You guys check out patreon.com slash starwarscanonlibrary. So, babe, is there anything else we need to tell the good people about this week? I think that just about wraps it up. You think that wraps it up? Yep. Yep. Alrighty. Well, as always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, I guess we'll catch you next week right here on the Star Wars Canon Podcast. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.